0: Greetings to my lovely audience. Welcome to the first episode of LGBTQSU. I am your host. My name is Sylvan. I use he, him pronouns. Um, A little bit about me. I'm a first year at Susquehanna University. Uh, I do not have a declared major at the moment, just now for anyone curious. Um, But I am involved with my school's radio station, WQSU, which is how I'm making this podcast. So that's super awesome. And for the select few of you that aren't my close friends and family that I've asked so kindly to listen to this first episode. Um, you may also recognize my name from the station. I do also have a radio hour. I'm the DJ on Tuesdays from 5 to 6 for their foreseeable future. My goodness. Yeah, um, just like a heads up, I love talking, but I'm not very good at it sometimes. I mess up. I mess up my words constantly. So... Of course, I can cut terrible footage and just try again, but I am probably going to be stumbling over my words. That's just how it is. Welcome to LGBTQSU. <laughs> um, so you may be thinking, okay, cool, gay podcast. What is it? And I am so glad you asked. So I, I have made a podcast mission statement because I'm so used to that in various queer spaces that I've been involved in. I figured it would be nice. Uh, So the mission statement for this podcast is to create a space for conversation, education, and relation among other LGBTQ students, the Susquehanna University community, and beyond. So the show, I'm hoping to include educational segments, personal stories, interviews with LGBTQ people both on and maybe off campus. Uh, That's a little complicated right now because, you know, COVID. But hopefully Zoom will work. I'm just not sure how to do that in this software because as I mentioned, I am undeclared, so I'm clearly not a communication arts major, so I don't actually know how much of this works. Um, But I'll just do my best, it's fine. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So uh, more about those things. So the educational segments, it could be, like it'll be on various LGBT topics, whether that's current events, uh, different identities, history, anything like that, um, personal stories that'll like, they'll be on topic. Um, but if it's just me, then I'll share my personal experiences, um, in regards to the topic and with any interviews that I can do, I'll, you know, have it centered around that person. Um, or if it's just, you know, a friend of mine that's LGBT and we don't have any specific topics and we'll just talk about fun stuff. Um, so it's going to be like a serious podcast, but also like a very fun, relaxed podcast. Um, You know, it's going to be very carefree, casual, minimal scripting. Like, I have notes, um, especially for this episode, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Like, I'll have notes, so I'm not just, like, walking in blind, if I can help it anyway. Um, But, like, I'm not doing it, like, super scripted, because that just doesn't, that just doesn't vibe with me. It doesn't feel natural, Um, and that's not the podcast that I would want to listen to, Um, so I'm not doing it that way however any and all formatting practices anything like that is subject to change as i get familiar with like the software at my disposal um and also depending on the reception from you guys um so you can you can also let me know how you're feeling about the podcast any recommendations maybe if you think you or someone you know would be really interested in an interview um then you can message me on the instagram account that i am making for this podcast currently at this very second, have not made it yet. So I can't tell you the handle, but I will be sure to put it in the description or at the very least, if that can't happen, I'll talk about it on my radio show this week and then I'll talk about it in the next podcast. Um, But that Instagram account is going to be for this podcast as well as my radio show, um, you know, to promote it, to keep a record of things so that you guys can talk to me, you know, let me know what you think and we can interact. Um, So, you know, that'll be really fun. Uh, like I said, I don't know the handle yet, but at the, at, the soonest poss- at the soonest possible chance, I will let you all know what it is. Uh, so anyway, on to the subject for this episode. So this episode is about getting to know me, your host, and my story and experience as a member of the LGBTQ community. So I guess an important starting note is to tell you how I identify. A, um, as I said, my pronouns are he, him. Um, I currently identify as a bisexual, polyamorous, transgender man. Uh, it took me a very long time to get to this label. Um, it's honestly part of it. or Part of it's kind of new, but I'll discuss that in the you know in the story time. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> uh, so I will I will do my best to not share any irrelevant details. However, I talk a lot. And I am, very, anyone who knows me personally knows I'm very bad at telling a story and keeping it on track, but I have been like editing this script quite a well script, as I mentioned, it's really just notes and outlines of what to talk about. Um, I have been editing it quite a bit, but I am, as I mentioned, I'm kind of bad at talking and I like talking, so I'll do my best, but anyway, let's start at the beginning, not the very beginning, but like five or six years old, I think. Um, I had an immediate exposure to the queer community when I was about five, when my dad actually came out as a transgender woman. Um, so I should also mention that in my house growing up, uh, it was me, my mom, my dad, and two of my siblings. Um, I have other siblings, but I only have two full biological siblings, and they those are the, the two that I grew up with. Um, so we are all two years apart, so I'm the youngest. So one is two years older than me and one is four years older than me. So when my dad came out, I was five-ish, give or take. Um, I was like five and then there was a seven and nine-year-old that this conversation was told to. Um, and at the same time as this conversation, if I remember correctly, uh, my parents also split up. Um, and when they did split up, they stayed together and just as an important note before y'all start to villainize my mother immediately, like first episode. um, No, it's not because she's transphobic. <laughs> they did not break up because she's transphobic. My, I won't go into it a lot because it's not my, bi- well, I mean, it kind of is my business to share, but not really. Um, I will share the part of it that I feel comfortable sharing and also to not get super off topic. Um, My dad's being, clo- my dad being in the closet for so long because um, she was in her gosh I think her early 40s at that point late 40s late 40s she was in her late 40s when she came out if I can do my math correctly which I am notoriously bad at um I'm good at really in like complex math but not simple math (laughs) but anyway um so after being in the closet for so long and having you know various things happen um the inner turmoil of being in the closet and still having this family in this like persona that she had to upkeep along with some other things going on with my mom and lots of different things it combined into their marriage no longer working so no my mom's not transphobic it just wasn't working out and that's just how the cards played out anyway um see i'm already kind of off topic didn't take long but um (laughs) anyway uh yes so i had immediate exposure to the queer community and as i said my mom's not transphobic so it was totally cool um it was honestly just an educational um, like an educational time for us, um, and when the, when my dad came out, we started calling her my Dee Dee, um, I spell it D-E-D-E, I don't know, the spelling kind of, like, it really just depended on the kid for a while, but I think that's, that's what we've all settled on, (laughs) um, so they were separated, but they were still living together for as long as they could, because they didn't want us to have to have two different houses if we didn't need to, um, and then eventually my stepdad moved in, important caveat, he isn't legally speaking my stepdad, technically legally speaking, my parents are still married. They just haven't gotten divorced yet. But I do call him my stepdad and I call my Dee Dee's girlfriend my stepmom just for ease of purposes and that's really the role that they fulfill anyway. Um, so it's a lot easier than saying my mom's girlfriend or my Dee- my mom's boyfriend, goodness, or my Dee Dee's girlfriend. Um, so my stepdad moved in, I think when I was around six or seven um, and then my DD moved out to go live with my stepmom when I was about eight or nine I think um timeline's a little because I was very I was a small child obviously I don't consider myself having been a conscious person until about 10 years old so timeline's a little iffy but it's okay it's not really that important um also around this time I realized that I was bisexual um so as I mentioned I'm a transgender man so growing up I thought I was a girl and when I realized that I was head over heels for my girl best friend, I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. But I also like guys. So I don't actually know when I figured out, like when I learned what the term bisexual means. Um, but obviously, as I mentioned, I had an early uh, introduction to the queer experience. So I learned it at some point, And then I, I said to everybody, I'm bisexual and they were totally fine. No one really cared. Um, not in like that shush no don't talk about it way but in the like oh okay cool you're you're eight years old I don't really I don't really have to worry about it um, so that was fine um, and then kind of switching gears but like on the gender side of things I did not actually start questioning my gender until puberty because my parents didn't raise us in a gendered environment like yes we knew what our biological sex was we were referred to as such um, like we weren't referred to gender-neutrally, but, um, like, we got to play with whatever we wanted in the toy section, there wasn't a boy and girl section in the clothing store, um, like, we literally got to wear whatever we wanted, um, and play with whatever we wanted, so I, I knew what gender was, but it didn't really play into my life until puberty, when, you know, the physical side of things starts to play into it, and then I was like, hmm, this isn't right, (laughs) um, also, technically, side note, hindsight is 2020. I can look back on my childhood now and see various points of discomfort with my gender and, you know, like various instances that should have made me, clued me in. And maybe it, like if I saw a child acting this way now, I'd be like, mm, that's an egg. That is an egg waiting to crack. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, um, actually, for anybody who doesn't know, an egg is somebody, it's, it's a term for somebody who's trans, but doesn't even know it themselves yet. Um, so I guess at, you know, at the time before I realized I was trans, that would be an egg. I was an egg because I didn't even know. Um, so important, well, not really important overall, but like, you know, fun little, fun little term for you. Um, so I started puberty actually in like, well, technically, of course you can't really put like a surfire like Oh, I started puberty on March 17th, 2010. I don't know. Like, God, that's so early. Absolutely not. Um, not for me anyway. But like, I started puberty probably around fourth grade and then I got my period in fifth grade. And that was where I was like, hmm, this is weird. I don't like this. I don't think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and then I did not figure out, well, I did not come to the conclusion that I was trans until sixth grade. Um, I remember, like, I I vividly remember the moment where the term just, like, clicked in my head and, like, because I, I obviously knew what being trans was, but it just didn't occur to me that, like, that could be what it was and that could be what I was feeling. I distinctly remember I was listening to a creepypasta narration on my phone it was like one of my first touchscreen phones too i was absolutely amazed i was listening to a creepy pasta narration on my phone and i was folding laundry and i was looking out my childhood bedroom window and then suddenly i was like wait a minute oh no <laughs> and then i immediately texted my new best friend um because so when i got to sixth grade i switched schools i didn't really know anybody Um, But I have a habit of latching onto people very quickly, especially back then. I've gotten a bit better at it now, but honestly, not really. Um, So I I immediately texted my new best friend um, because I actually believe that we were the only openly queer people in our friend group at the time. Of course, as many other gay people know, all of us tend to find each other. (laughs) Um, So there's literally only one straight person in our friend group now. But even that's kind of iffy, <laughs> like you know. Not to put him on blast, but that's a little. Some of the things he has said, I'm like, mm, sir, that doesn't sound very straight. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I immediately texted my new my my best friend at the time, and I was like, I think I'm a boy, and they were like, Okay, what what do you want me to say to that? <laughs> Um, oh, also, my best friend uses they them pronouns. Just by the way, because I will be bringing them up quite often, because um, they were they have been my best friend since sixth grade. So, you know, long long history. I'm gonna talk about them a lot. Uh, so, this was I don't know the exact date again, um, but sometime in like early sixth grade, it would have been like 2014 during the school year. Um, so, like anywhere from August to. December. I don't know. Um, and I decided that it would be a fun and swell idea to come out to my mom, like the next day. I hadn't even really accepted it myself. Like, of course I didn't have a problem with it, but I wasn't even like 110% sure. Well, you don't have to be 110% certain to come out. Important thing. But at the time I, I, I should have been way more sure. I was probably like 50% certain tops and I just came out way too fast. And when I tried to come out to my mom, um, long story short, she basically told me no. (laughs) Um, I don't, I won't go super into it because we are already, wow, we're already 15 minutes in and I'm trying to shoot for a 30 minute episode. Anyway. Um, but she told me that she didn't want me to focus on gender at the time and that that wasn't what I should be focusing on as a sixth grader and if I if I was really that uncomfortable being a girl then I should just go as non-binary for a little bit which maybe not the best thing to say but like I can't really blame her this is the first time that her kids told her anything other than maybe I'm gay because I think actually I don't know if one of my siblings is gay um I don't know. If she actually was out at that point. I don't know. Anyway, not not relevant. Um, so I think it was just a lot of shock coming out of that, and I don't really hold it against her. Like I'm not, you know, holding a grudge against her after after all this time. I just think it's funny that she basically told me no. Um, I actually made a really funny TikTok about it, and I actually kind of got a kind of got a couple of thousand like uh, views actually, not likes, just views. Which you know, I love being popular. <laughs> Ugh, anyway, uh, so after that, I started identifying as non-binary, and I used they, them pronouns. I I distinctly remember s- at some point, I think I was walking to a grocery store. You know, like, how some memories, like, you just have, like, very randomly vivid memories of something? This is one of them. Same with, like, the moment that I realized I, that, like, the concept of me being trans really clicked in my head. Um, but I, re- I was like, mom, can I identify as non-binary, but still, like, use binary pronouns. I didn't ask it like that because I didn't have that exact language and terminology, but that's basically what I asked. And she's like, "Uh, why don't we just stick with they, them for now, sweetie? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. Fast forward to seventh grade. Um, content warning. I will not be going into it super in depth, but I will be mentioning how I was hospitalized for suicidal ideation. Um, So, content warning, I will just, like, tune out for a second and I'll, I'll remember to give a reminder, um, of, like, hey, you can tune back in now. Um, but anyway, so seventh grade, my mental health hit zero. (laughs) Like, it was, it was bad. There was other things happening as well on top of this, like, you know, my own personal inner turmoil of my gender. Um, but that's too much to go into in this episode. Um, but I ended up getting severely suicidal very very not wanting to not live not alive you know (laughs) um I laugh because what else do you do about this what what cry I already cried about it anyway (laughs) oh my goodness I'm really showing my Gen Z mannerisms right now um so I ended up going into the mental hospital when I was seventh grade it was January of 2016 like one of the first weeks um because it was basically like the the week after the week the day I got back oh my goodness I love being able to talk um like the day that I got back from from winter break I immediately went to the therapist that I was seeing in the building um and was like hey I want to not alive really bad Terry can we do something about this um so I checked myself into a hospital um I was there for a week Anybody who's been to a mental hospital knows they suck 90% of the time. And the one that I went to was not any different. I didn't realize it at the time. When I was there, I was like, this is great. I'm doing great things for my mental health. And then a couple weeks afterwards, I was like, hmm, maybe that wasn't so great for my mental health. <laughs> but that's also not what this episode's about. Um. So I, uh, So I went there, and then this was where I think I finally realized that I need to come out. I need to live the way that the way that is true to me, or my mental health is not gonna get any better. Newsflash, it didn't get better for a while, but not because I was lying to myself about my gender identity or any, you know, stupid excuse like that. I was just mentally ill, and that's okay. You can be mentally ill too. Um <laughs> Uh but I officially came out as trans, um I will say another important note, this one is very relevant. Oh, also, hey, if you're still tuned out, you can listen back in now. I'm not talking about the the sadness much anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, so another important note, that time in my life, like basically the entirety of middle school was um, very traumatic for a lot, a lot of reasons, um, both related and unrelated to my gender. So my brain, in an attempt to help me, has basically blocked it out. <laughs> to the best of its ability, it has blocked out everything. And I think that's why the only memories I have of that time are so vivid. It's like the only reason that I remember them is because they are so vivid that I can't ref- I can't forget about it. Um, So if I ever mess up my timeline at all, like even within this episode, but like from episode to, ep- to episode, if I ever mix something up in my timeline, that's just because like I literally do not remember that time very well, especially not chronologically. Middle school is basically one big cloud of memory and the only reason I can date anything for sure is because I had an exact date when I was hospitalized. I had an exact date when such and such happened for the rest of the timeline to make sense. So I know very specific things like, oh excuse me, (laughs) I know where certain things are very specifically but most of it's very vague. So if I ever mess it up, no, it's not cuz I'm lying. It's because I have a little bit of a of a messy brain and that's okay. Um <laughs> so so yes, I came out as trans. Um that would have been in January of 2016. So I'm actually coming up on 6 years of being out, which is actually insane to me. Um cuz like I have come such a long way, but I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil the emotion. I gotta get back to the story. <laughs> uh, so my my coming out was met was met with mixed reviews. To say it to say it uh, lightly, I guess to say it in a fun fun way. Um, my parents. Uh, my mom wasn't too happy about it. Um, also, my coming out was very funny, but I'll save that for another episode because my coming out stories are quite funny. Um, so my mom wasn't super happy about it she really wanted me to just not focus on gender at the time but she also um she hasn't like said this specifically but she has said certain things specifically that like make me think that this is the case because um, like she has said late like years later that knowing your gender identity is a very integral part of your personality and your identity in this generation because we've made it such an important thing. Well, okay. We didn't, like... Like, we did and we did it. Gender is an important thing for a lot of people. And I think we just allowed ourselves to bring it to the forefront where it needed to be for us. Um, and I don't think she realized that at the time. But she has said that in other conversations. Long thing. Long story. Um, so I think she just... I don't think she realized at that time how important it was to me and how much harm it was causing to me to not live as my true self rather than just you know being non-binary and it's fine no one cares and it's like bestie I care I care a lot um so yeah she wasn't she didn't tell me no again (laughs) if that helps she didn't tell me no again um my my dd wasn't like sold for lack of a better word same with my siblings and in that I mean they were as respectful as they could be but they weren't, like, convinced that this is what it was going to, to be for the rest of my life. they It's not that they were like, oh, this is just a phase. He'll grow out of it. It was just like, a, okay, I'm going to be respectful, but I'm not expecting this to stay long term. Um, which I can't really blame them for. Like, I, I can't blame them on that. Because to them, it came out of nowhere. To me, it came after a really, really long time of being really, really sad. <laughs> um, but to them, they didn't see it that way. Um, my stepmom was was right with me as soon as I came out, as far as I remember. Also, if any of my family members are watching this and you're like, "Hey, that's not how that went," please remind, please please remind me because as I said, that time is very you know cloudy in my brain. Um, but I think she just kind of saw it coming because um, actually my my Dee and my stepmom have had to remind me of certain parts of my coming out that I kind of forgot about. Um, so that. Yeah, uh, but from the things that they have told me, I think she probably just saw it coming. Um, so she was right with me, and of course she slipped up. Everybody did, and every like everybody makes mistakes. Nah. <laughs> not to be cliche, but like everybody makes mistakes. It was fine. It wasn't out of malicious intent. It was just new. Um, but she was right with me, and I really appreciated that, um, and I still do. My friends totally fine with it. Totally fine. They did not care. There was a little bit of confusion, but that's also another funny story that I'll save for another episode. Um and same with my teachers. Funny stories that I'll share another time. It was all positive. It was totally fine. Um thankfully, I went to a performing arts school from uh 6th grade till graduation, uh same school. So as, you know, many of you can probably guess, being in an art school was an amazing privilege and benefit for me as a trans person because it made it was a much more accepting environment than some of the other schools that I could have gone to. Um so so yeah, Um, we are kind of running out of time, not really, but, well, yeah, we are running out of time. Um, and also there's just, like, not, there's a whole, there's basically, like, high, oh, goodness, my apologies. Um, high school was eventful and uneventful in regards to being, being trans, like, you know, I experienced some, you know, spicy lore, for any of you who don't know what that means, I mean trauma. (laughs) Um, there was some, you know, traumatic events, but both to not you know, like trigger anybody on the podcast without warning and also because of the amount of time that I have left, I won't go into it now, but some things happened, but for the most part, high school was kind of uneventful. Um so in regards to medical transition, I wanted to medically transition basically from the day that I found out that I could. Um but I was in my opinion and my family's opinion I was way too young when I first came out to start Hormones. Not to say that I disapprove of any other trans person who goes on hormones in seventh grade. Some people it really is necessary or else like bad things will happen. For me, yeah, my mental health was really bad, but it wasn't to the point that I needed them. And I just, I did not need to go on them and I was really young. So we didn't do that. Um, However, when it hit quarantine... I realized, oh my God, I'm turning 18 this year, well, school year, this school year. I, I can start hor- hormones soon. I can do that and I can actually like look into top surgery. Oh my God. Um, so I ended up having a conversation with my mom sometime over senior year where I basically told her, hey, I'm starting hormone therapy when I turn 18, whether you help me or not but I really want your support in this, which is why I'm giving you such a heads up. And like, I'm not doing this out of spite. I'm doing it because I need to, and I really, really, really want to. But I re- I, I'm doing it either way, but please help me. And it took her some time. We didn't actually talk about it for a couple months again. Um, but then we did talk about it, and she was, she was supportive. She helped me, and I am so endlessly grateful for that. Um, I made an appointment on my 18th birthday, it was literally the soonest one I could get, and the next week I started hormones, so I have been on testosterone, um, I won't say the exact date, because then that kind of reveals my birthday, and I don't know if I want to share that yet for confidentiality, um, but I have been on hormones for almost seven months now, which is also insane, (laughs) um, I have not gotten top surgery, my gosh, Um, however, my, my actual dysphoria in regards to my chest has changed a lot since starting testosterone. I don't actually bind every day anymore. Like I'm actually, I'm not binding currently. Um, and it's not like obvious that I'm not, but it's, it's like, it's obviously, it's obvious that I'm not kind of like, I don't know. I'm not flaunting it, but if you look, it's obvious and I just, I don't care anymore, which is also really cool and really crazy. Um... So that's, like, you know, a fun little update. I actually honestly kind of expected that, but that's a whole dysphoria. We can talk about that another time Um, because that could be a whole episode in and of itself. Um, And then in regards to my sexuality, because I haven't really talked about that much. um, All through middle school, as far as I remember, I identified as bisexual or queer. Basically just, I like everybody. Um, I have had a very afab leaning dating history and for anyone who doesn't know what that means afab is afab assigned female at birth um and then uh on the other side of that i guess is amab AMAB assigned male at birth um so i am afab i was assigned female at birth but i identify as a man now um you know just a little example of how to use it um so i've had a afab leaning history uh but then in high school, I came to the realization that I was actually gay. I was not really attracted to women at this point anymore. Um, I think like freshman year, I don't, there wasn't really like a solid shift just because like my sexuality never really caused me any, like much turmoil, especially in regards to my, like in comparison to my gender. Duh. Um, so I just, you know, I, that didn't, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind, um, so I was identifying as gay for a while, and I, I had, like, you know, I, I had that little moment where I would see a really, really pretty lady, and be, like, hmm, interesting, (laughs) Uh, but I just kind of ignored it, because I didn't care, um, and I've always been of the opinion that even if I, like, if I develop a crush on somebody that's, you know, outside of my sexuality, I'll just let it happen, I don't care, um, But then over COVID, you know, quarantine, I was holed up in my room, stuck in my thoughts all the time. What else do you think about than your own personal identity? Um, so over quarantine, I realized that I am indeed bisexual. Um, I feel like either I it's I'm in between bisexual or queer at the moment. Um, I don't think the label pan fits me. Um, but I don't know if bi does either or if queer does. It's a whole thing. It's not like at the forefront of my brain as I mentioned, so I just usually either say I'm bi or I'm queer. Um I also learned over quarantine that I am poly, I think. <laughs> I say that I say I think because I have only ever been in one actually po- like actively polyamorous relationship. Um well non I've actively non monogamous, I will say. Um instead of actively poly. Um I just I think that fits better. I don't know. Um but I, I do think that that still fits, and I do still think that that is the lifestyle that I would like to lead. Um, correct me if lifestyle is the incorrect way to say that. Obviously, I'm not perfect, I, I'm new to this. Um, but I do think that that is something that I enjoy. Um, so I do still use that label. Um, I did have like a mild gender crisis over quarantine um, I think it was mostly sparked by the fact that I could actually make progress in the medical side of my transition that I hadn't been able to make before. Um, so it made me like kind of think about my gender again, I think. Um, and then I had a, I had a gender thing, like a gender crisis when I realized that like I don't mind not binding anymore. And then I, I was like, no, I am still, I, I'm pretty sure I am just a guy. I just don't mind having my chest out sometimes. I just don't care. Um, scrolling through my notes because I kind of skipped some stuff because it, I was taking too long to talk about other things. Um, oh yeah, also I think with the sexuality thing, um, I can go into this more in another episode. Um, well it can, I will at some point. Um, I, I honestly think that the reason why I ended up identifying as gay for a while and didn't find myself attracted to women for a long time Well, at least, like, more than just seeing a hot woman and being like, wow. (laughs) Um, I think it was a mixture of internalized transphobia and compulsive heterosexuality. Um, So internalized transphobia, where I was not seeing myself as a male to a certain degree, and combine that with the compulsive heterosexuality that society often inflicts on people, where I thought that I had to be with a man. Um, I, I didn't see this consciously, but I think this is what it was. Um, and then I think that contributed, and also the fact that, like, being with a woman reminded me too much of what my own body looked like, um, so I did not want to do that. Um, I say that while still mostly dating AFAB people even after I was saying, even after saying I was gay, but, you know, that's a whole thing, that's a whole other episode. Um, but honestly, I, I think that's, that's kind of it. Um, of course, I haven't shared every single thing seeing as we're already out of out of time and I had to skip some stuff in this script um I'm not you know I'm not worried about the exact 30 minute time frame so I'm not like freaking out um (laughs) but like since we are basically out of time um and you know relevance but I think that that gives you a really good idea of who I am and probably why I wanted to start this podcast um I've wanted to do a podcast actually for a long time because as I mentioned I love talking and even though I'm not very good at it sometimes I do enjoy talking and I I think when I need to be I am pretty good at talking I just I'm not putting super big pressure on myself right now because I'm doing this for fun and if I am put too much pressure on myself then it's not fun anymore um but then going to college in a conservative area the the campus itself isn't like conservative leaning, there are definitely conservative people here, obviously, because there are any school, especially when you're in a conservative area. Um, But I do feel safe, but like I'm in a conservative town Um, that really just motivated me. It gave me like the final push and also the fact that I have an opportunity and the equipment to do a podcast now. Um, It just really motivated me to be, oh my goodness, that was a lot of M's and none of them were words. It really motivated me to want to share my life and my experiences as a trans person and as a queer person um, and to share education and help eliminate ignorance and hate as much as I possibly can to make living a much more enjoyable and safer place for me and all the other queer people in this school and in this town and you know where anywhere else that this podcast gets to. Um, so just some basic info about the podcast again um, before we, before I um, you know, end of this recording. Um, and then the episode, um, as I mentioned a little bit, I'm aiming for roughly 30 minute episodes. Of course, if like an interview goes a really long time and I don't want to split it up to episodes or like this where I'm leaning more towards 40 minutes. Um, it's not like, it's not that I have to keep it within 30 minutes, but I'm aiming for that at least for the time being, um, about once a week. So I'm aiming for Monday nights, uh 8 p.m which should be when this episode goes up but you never know um and I'm also making the Instagram it will be up by the time this episode airs you know crossing my fingers anyway of course you never know with Instagram it's been going down every like three days um it will be either in the description of this episode if I can get it there or if not I will talk about it during my radio show this week and on the next episode um so I I think that's it uh Yeah, so tune in next week. Uh, At the moment, I have no idea what the episode will be about, but it won't be all about me that time, probably. So stay tuned. Yeah, um, this has been Sylvan on LGBTQSU. Have a good one, everybody.